Welcome to Van Lathan's The Red Pill, where we give you the brutal honesty of truth. Uh, today's guest, a lot of brutal truth, D-Ray Davis. Uh, D-Ray Davis, actor, comedian, um, overall fun guy. We talked to him about, uh, he goes very, very deep um, into his feelings about the late John Singleton. We taped this um, basically the same week that we lost our brother John. Rest in peace to him. Uh, and D-Ray had a lot of thoughts, and he wanted to make sure that he told the world about what a great man he felt like John Singleton was. And he uh, did that on the Red Pill Podcast. We also talked to him about uh, the changes in comedy, how stand-up comedy has changed from when he first started doing it to when he was doing it now. We also talk about the infamous two girlfriends situation, which he always wants to, he always gets asked about. He's almost tired of talking about it, but obviously we have to talk about it on uh, the podcast day. Um, and DeRay also tells us something else. He says there is one category of comedian that he is the best in the world at. In this specific category of comedian, no one can mess with D.R.A. Davis. He is the top guy in this specific category. He's going to tell you guys about that. Um, very, very fun podcast with D.R.A. Funny man. Insightful brother, though. A very insightful brother. Can talk about all types of different things. We talked about the big Hollywood games. Um, we talked about stand-up comedy, rap, all of that stuff. Uh, love being around this guy. Uh, love talking to him. So pop some pills. We're going to get into D.R.A. Davis in a second. Um, but before we get into D.R.A. Davis, <clears throat> normally I do PSAs and I, I let people know. I give different uh, messages to people and these messages are, uh, I try to be uplifting. I try to be insight insightful. I try to help you guys out um, and, and tell, tell you the world as I see it. This one's for me. Stop sending me rap music. That's it. Stop sending me your raps. I love hip hop. I love to see brothers get on. I love to see brothers come up and get money and get all the stuff, get out of poverty, get their families together. But guess what? I can't help you with your rap career. I wish that I could. One day I might be able to. That day is not the day. That day is not the now. Do I know people in hip hop? Yes. When I send them your rap music, do you know what they do? They ignore it. But every day, every single day, I go into my DMs, and it's never things that other guys get in their DMs. Well, I would imagine my friend Jesse Williams' DMs looks like. That's not what my DMs look like. My DMs look like, yo, Van, I got a hot project dropping on the third of the month. It's got 72 tracks. Produced by me on Fruity Loops. I need you to listen to all 72 tracks and tell me what you think. My nigga, I can't help you. By the way, that's true. It's never listen to six tracks and tell me what you think. It's yo, I'm, it's like, yo, Van, seriously, I got this DM for real. Yo, Van, you know how Pac put out a double album? I'm putting out a quadruple album. And I want you to listen to the whole thing and tell me what you think. And then... How about this? What happens when you don't listen to it? Nigga, I know you ain't listen to my album. You're not really trying to help the black man. You're not really about what you say about. Because I didn't listen to your shit. I, I, you know, literally people hit me up and then like, yo, come out, do something for the kids. I got a black owned business. I don't, those are the people that I'm trying to, to, to help. But like, I don't know how to help. 
help me help y'all. What do y'all? I, I don't know how to help the rappers. I can't help you. It's like I can't do it. Like a lot of times, there are dope rappers that I try to help. I send that shit over to them. Nigga don't care what I think about that. Listen, all the brothers out there that are rapping, trying to get your career off the ground, bro, I really salute you and I hope that it gets cracking. I'm telling you, don't send it to me no more. Okay? Not at this particular time. Maybe in a year, I'm, I'm doing something else. I might be able to kind of give you that guidance or whatever. But for right now, please, man. Please. I'm begging you. Stop sending me that shit. Please? Don't just don't don't send me that shit, man. All right, guys. I love y'all though. I hope it works out. But unfortunately for you guys, I'm not fucking Steve Stout. It's just not who I am. All right, uh D-Ray, send your shit to D-Ray. Anyone who wants to become a rapper, D-Ray was in with Kanye West early on. Send it to D-Ray. Send it to D-Ray Davis. Send it to D-Ray Davis and Charlemagne. Those two guys, they'll put you on. Uh, <laughs> Pops up pills. Let's get into this. We out. Oh, man. It was about to happen again, y'all. Rich nigga alert. What? The watch. Oh, free shit. Damn. Every time. This happens every time, man. Every time we get a successful person on the podcast, I'm reminded just how broke I am. Let me see the watch. Don't hide what, the watch. What, I'm not hide, I don't hide the watch. But well, first, I mean, maybe it's a natural instinct to hide the watch because that's Chicago <laughs> in me. You know, real shit. You go places. You, you start. You look around. You might, you know, take the watch out, put it in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. Because people, it's a, it, it draws attention. The watch does. Yeah, but if you stand around people with bigger watches, it don't really matter. You know what I'm saying? You stand, That's the secret. You stand behind a T.I., they watch, they jury, you look like you about to. You know, right, like, right. Are you doing bad? But when you're around broke niggas like me. Well, you're not, you're not going to treat me with the broke niggas. <laughs> so I won't be fooled. You're doing, you're doing the white broke thing. Where it's like, not <laughs> right. really right. It's in property. You can't, because yeah. you can't show up to the club with your property. It's true. True. Imagine the white people can bring their buildings. Like all of their land. In the club. And just club. show up and just flex on them. <laughs> <laughs> just sit there with around the chain, like a deed or some yeah, shit like that. Yeah. White people, give it up for D-Ray Davis, man. Yeah, what's up? Pleasure to have you on the podcast. Been a Thank fan you, for years. Um, we rolling. I got to ask you about something. You're on Snowfall. Yeah, I am on Snowfall. Um, a great show on FX. Uh, and so it, we would be remiss to not start this podcast by asking how you feel and just your thoughts on the passing of an absolute legend and titan. Um, not only in this city, but in the film industry, period, uh, John Singleton, the man that we lost. Yeah, I feel like um, to enter in a conversation, I'm going to start with John as a whole. Just say what John did. Like, we know what John, well, what people say he did, but just uh, being upset about where black cinema was going is what ignited John. Uh, I was doing, I forgot what movie I was doing, but I believe it was um, Imagine That. I can't remember which director I was with at the time. I don't want to fuck up right now, but, uh, and he told me a story about John watching a screening of uh, Colors, and he was sitting in the audience, 
and he watched the screen and the colors. And at the end, he stood up and was like, "This bullshit. This ain't what. <laughs> this ain't what. This ain't shit. Right. I'm gonna make a real self." He stood up and it's a white director telling me the story the way he, he said. And he, everybody looked at John like mm -hmm. everybody stood up clapping about colors. And he said, "That's bullshit. That ain't what LA is. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make my own movie. Make a real movie." Mm -hmm. And I never told John I knew that story because. Um, it just it just wasn't important, you know what I mean? But to hear all these different stories like that about how much fire he had as far as the way he wanted his stories told. Yeah. And um so when I finally got a chance to meet John, when I thought I was meeting John, me and Kevin Hart were real, you know, real close and it was at a premiere for um Soul Plane, I believe. Okay. And infamous <laughs> film there, Soul, Soul Plane. Plane. Uh -huh. And John, I, I I was like, Oh, that's shit, that's John Singleton. And I was like, John, I reached for him, he like reached past me mm -hmm. and I was like I mean, he just went past me. I said, "Damn, that's kind of you know foul, man." I wanted to be, I really, I, I respect his work. I know he is, but the guy with him knew who I was. He was like, "Oh, he's like as a comedian." He was like, "Oh, D Ray." He was like, "He's like, don't worry. He he just didn't see you." Yeah. And I'm like, "He ain't see me." I was like, "What the fuck?" I stood right next to him. He's like, "Nah, my nigga, he ain't got his glasses on. My nigga didn't see you. <laughs> like he really did not see you. See you." So he told John this story. He told John I was trying. He said D Ray is very funny. Mm -hmm. So John eventually came to a show. And that was, oh man, it had to be over a decade ago. It had to be a long, it was a long time ago, man. I don't know how long, it had to be over a decade, though. And John saw my comedy and was like, oh, shit, this is the most rude shit I've ever <laughs> seen a light-skinned, exact words. I've never seen a light-skinned nigga talk like this yeah. on stage. He's like, you fucking crazy. <laughs> so John was, so from that moment forth, John started looking for stuff for me. And I'd never believe nobody, because Hollywood is Hollywood. It's always like, you know, we could say uh, you act in Hollywood, this and that, but you want people to act Hollywood because you want to know you're in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, people yeah. who are That's in, interesting. People in great places never say you. You never hear Denzel tell somebody to act in Hollywood. Right, right. Or yeah. this, uh, Will Smith would never say, oh, you be in Hollywood. He's mm -hmm. in this is, and you yeah. want to be in that seat. You would love to trade places. So I in my mental me just getting here, I was angry about a lot of stuff at home, angry about my mom's stuff, angry about my, my family stuff. Never really being nice. I don't know if I met you back then, but I never was really the nice guy out. You actually, no. The the weird thing is, well, you should, you always show love. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> when I feel genuine spirits around, yeah, you I mean, always show love. Somebody always. I know that's gonna be like, I right, get it. Like they get. Yeah. Hey, I get. When I see you, if I see you with your daughter, if I see you, your mind could be somewhere. You ain't got to be with. Us. You don't have to be with somebody mm -hmm. physically for them to have an attachment to your mind. Like mm -hmm. I could be somewhere, my mom be with me, getting on my nerves, mm -hmm. and not in a not in a horrible way, but in a way where everybody everybody just needs something for the moment, and I don't have it the way they think I have it. Yeah. So while I'm out, people thinking I got it because I'm right. spending my last thousand dollars on a bottle just to celebrate me. Yeah. You know, a nigga car hitting around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. the people to come get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And. John, I'm just saying, John looked into, he saw a pass all that. And he'd mm. be like, you, I see, I see star in you. Mm. I see it. So just, just knowing what he had, what he was accomplishing and what he was doing, I wanted to be on that path. Even though if it didn't, even, even if I could be an extra in some of the situations, yeah. you know what I mean? And just in a room. And that's how we became, I think we just became real cool. That and talking about other shit that, you know, I would never talk about on the podcast. He was just but, a real dude. Real dude. I just wouldn't talk about it because for the moment he might be feeling a certain way, then I'll see John talking to the guy, talking to somebody. He'd be like, I'll be like, oh, they must have fixed whatever John well, was whatever feeling. Well, what yeah, a feeling, because yeah, yeah. John just was about to motherfucker kill him, motherfucker. Right. And um, but he always he always was passionate about more of the project than it was the true, like the true gangster personality. Like he felt like 
when he seen Ice Cube, he knew Ice Cube could play that part because that's how he felt Ice Cube was to mm -hmm. that film. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he adopted people all the time. He always adopted people to build his his own film family. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to be one of the people he really adopted. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's amazing. I, you got to think about some of the people where you talk about Ice Cube and Regina King and some of the Regina people. King and uh, Taraji and Tyrese and him. People that jumped, careers that jumped off directly from the art that John produced and, and Ridiculously. Created, like, yeah. especially, like, like Taraji, like when I first met Taraji, I was like, oh, that's the sexy girl. That's the pretty girl from Baby Boy. From so, Baby Boy, yeah. So when I approached her, I had that mentality, not thinking like Chicago, like I was trying to be all. And she like, nigga, I'm not front. I'm from, <laughs> I'm from motherfucker. You know, yeah. that, I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. So Word. Taraji had this I guess this thought about me like like that dude is he's rude I, I forgot how I came off but mm -hmm. she'll probably tell the story better because she's mm -hmm. great at fucking storytelling when she yeah. drop her book whenever that shit coming <laughs> uh, uh, it's gonna be great <laughs> I just know it is she, but I, however it was um, when I saw her when, when John brought me in for the project Fight for Love she had never seen me he didn't say who was auditioning for that part. Mm -hmm. He kept, he loved secrets like that. He's like, I got this, this dude coming in and watch, watch this shit, watch mm -hmm. this shit. Mm -hmm. And he had worked with me for four days so I could audition with Taraj. Damn, it seems like he really took a vested interest in you and he da, really, man. Da, John, I got emails as, as uh, my publicist Michelle's here, but our, her, her other, I uh, almost said R, her other client, Rel, which is like a client to me because I always promote Rel. But <laughs> Rel, sent, Rel, Rel sent me an email and it was John emailing him saying, I have a project, this is you and D-Ray, and he sent me a picture of it, and it's, it's the, a project called Brick, which he'd been trying to get made for four years, mm. you know, maybe even a little bit longer than that. So the project started with somebody else, and eventually he was like, no, nah, I want D-Ray to be the lead in this, so that, and he he sent me another email, of a, he wrote, I, I didn't even ask the nigga to do it, but the nigga sent me an um, a email of him doing writing a sitcom for me, and I was like, nigga, you don't know my, what the fuck, you can't just write yeah, my yeah. shit. And, it, and I got that one. It's called, uh, what's it called? My, my something. I just looked at it the other day, though. Mm -hmm. I, I was just going through my old, e after Rel sent me that email, yeah. I just went and looked at my old emails from John. But I'll say that John had a lot of things going on. Like I said, he adopted people. He had a lot of projects going on. He always stayed foot first with what he need, what he wanted to do with, uh, mm -hmm. as far as me as an actor. Yeah. He uh, was never comfortable with me being a comedian. Only he liked mm. me on stage, right? Comfortable, but he he thought it needed to be heard. The voice, yeah. He liked voices like that. Some people, y'all might even know um, a girl named Marlo. I think uh, I forgot Marlo's last name, but hood comedian, young lady. He loved Marlo. Mm -hmm. He uh, he loved he loved Corey Holcomb. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah. He loved. If, if you don't remember, if you Corey watch, funny as shit. If you watch Baby Boy, it was a comedian in there. His name was Freddie Ricks. Mm. I think that's one of the only films he ever did. He was Ving Rhames friend. He cracked a few jokes in it. Word, I don't remember. But he was a comedian, and yeah. he loved him on stage, and then he wanted him to, tr you know, he wanted that to translate differently on film. Yeah. So that's what John did, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm speaking in a way where these last couple of days have been crazy. Like, I ain't gonna lie, since, like, last week, um, I've, I've known of it. You know, I was getting ready to go on stage, and then I got, even before then, he had, he just, it just, I, I guess. Wasn't feeling right. Yeah. 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 Even when he had, you know, a little bit of situation before, you, you'd see John, and you'd be like, oh, ain't nothing wrong with this nigga. Yeah. He's strong. Other than the motherfucker every now and then would show you he, he need to put his glasses on. Yeah, yeah, right, right, That right, was right, often right, now. Right. And we all said that shit. Me and right. Tyrese, everybody like, nigga, put your glasses Because he always thought, you know, the girls looking at me. Like, <laughs> right, right. like when you were little. <laughs> girls are into and he wore, but you go to real party, he wore glasses in all the fucking beginning right. of his career. He got the glasses on. Every, every interview you would see him, it was almost like, 
It looked a little bit like the Spike shit because he would have the hat and he would have yeah, the glasses. Yeah, of course. Come on, you know it was the Spike shit. He knew it. He had the glasses and shit. Right. Like it was a fly shit. But then as he got older, I guess, I guess that look was going away. So he tried to not wear the yeah. glasses. But you wouldn't think that was wrong with uh, John like that. And I knew he was, we both were always talk about health because I had heart murmurs since <laughs> I was young. And I was, we just talk about like health all the time. So I knew he was going through some situation. But then I seen the nigga at Astro Burger. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, right. uh, I know this ain't on the diet. Right, 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 right. I know this not. He's in the eating gear. Just sit down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always, uh, always like that. But um, I'll say like, but over just hearing about it, you feel like um, I felt. I don't. I, I mean, I'm, I'm really weird. People, I say like, I'm no, I'm, I'm not as uh, sensitive as I need to be a lot of times. And um, I look, I look at stuff like car crashes when things like that happen. Like in a car crash, you're like, boom, you know, it hit, wow, and it hurt. And you're like, I got to heal, though. Like in that moment, you in the car, back, you, you check the airbags, yeah. you check your legs, you check your how you're feeling. Right. You know what I mean? And everybody's hitting me like, you all right, you all right, because they know we spoke every other day. We spoke, if, we, if it was a day between we didn't speak, it's because the nigga was on set. Yeah. And it'd be days where we don't, we don't agree about everything. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? He'd tell me, I'm... Um, you know, I'm not gonna have. When he first told me, because I, I was on Snowfall originally, me and Lauren London were mm -hmm. playing the, um, the the uh, the two, the uncle and the right uncle and the uh, aunt, which don't matter because the two people are doing it now. They're, they're fucking oh, killing brilliant. it. Yeah, they're killing it. Yeah. Eamon is. I couldn't. I could not have done what Eamon is doing. Mm -hmm. No matter. I could search my soul. Whenever I see somebody do something, I know I couldn't do it. Yeah. Like when I uh, <laughs> when I first seen Laz. When Laz did, we did jump in the broom, and Laz. I was I read for the you no know, read for the lead, but I didn't get it. I got the cousin. Yeah, and then I seen lies as the lead, and I was like, I could not have done it. Right. Yeah. You know? I'm that nigga. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I could do it better. I'm no, no. That whatever he did, whatever guy had for him, mm -hmm. one, that's mm -hmm. what put him in that position. Two, the nigga killed it after God gave it to him. Word. Like God yeah, gave yeah. it, he killed it. You know what I mean? So I knew when I see Eminem, he couldn't do it. But we were part of the original pilot, which shows that he really he did. You know, he sent me the. I got the original. Pilot as a, another, you know, he sent it to me. Said, "Read this. I ain't gonna tell you who I want you for." That was in the email. Mm. I ain't gonna tell you who I want you for. I'm like, "Well, nigga, it ain't the, it ain't the high school kid, <laughs> right?" So, right. I'm not. I can't play white that good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so on the phone, I play white very well. But <laughs> <laughs> so um, I know I'm talking a lot of circles because it just, nah, it just good, really hit. But it is a car crash, and I wanted to make sure you check on everybody else in the car. Word. And then you see the. Uh, you see the person that's not surviving a car crash. Yeah. As I'm imagining, I've never been in one, but I'm imagining that's what you look for. You as you check on everybody, the person you check on that didn't move, and that's where John was. And I was like, all right, my man, I'm moving. Like, what do we, what do we do? What do we do to make this, to make the situation? How do we got to get him here, get him there, do this, do that? Because you hear, you hear about, it. you know, you, when you when you hear it, it was that's what it was. It was a car crash like this. Like yeah. your buddy's not very sudden. Not yeah, your buddy's yeah. not. He's not responsive. Yeah. And you're like, what do I do now? Do I stop moving also? Because it'd be that one moment. And I see people do it all the time, and it slows them up incredibly when um, you got to still make steps forward toward if you really believe in a higher being. I'm not throwing people under the bus who don't believe in God, which I've heard a whole lot lately, which I'm very disappointed in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rising down trend. To, down, to my, down to my daughter not knowing the regular Lord's Prayer. And she's going to yeah. be mad I just said this, but she she don't. <laughs> and I would get whooped for not knowing it. You right. know what I'm saying? Just the regular right. Our Father who are in heaven. That's that normal one. You know, that right. everybody say two boxes in the corner, both right. praying to the same God, mm -hmm. and God doing something else then. I'm handling these bombings, mm -hmm. but if y'all niggas want a box, go ahead. I guess. Right, right, right. Uh, let me bless the person that trained the most. That's mm -hmm. what 
But I think it, it was that, and I think that uh, I don't know what is tr the true impact is going to be on Hollywood, because for a minute I thought I could feel we were getting away from that that art form, as far as what the stories he was telling. Now a lot of stories need to be told because there's a lot of new stories, uh, a lot of new uh, acceptances mm -hmm. as far as what we're accepting and listening to in Hollywood. But as far as those like true hood stories, uh, he invented it. I feel like, yeah, he had a, a strong part. I feel like art-wise, Spike Lee invented a different angle for you to see it through. Mm -hmm. We talked about, I talked about that on the podcast. What Spike did was, <clears throat> Spike brought um, black artistry to the forefront, right? When you're watching the Spike Lee movie, you're watching high art. You're watching the way that the camera floats around. Yeah. And you're hearing a jazz soundtrack. And you're watching real people's lives interpreted through the screen. And it's really artistic. He's yeah. an auteur. John put Ice Cube in the movie. Yeah, you but it, it's, it's it's not that it's 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 it's, it's not just like the Ice Cube thing. You know what Cube was, right? You but but I, but I never know. But when I he made me look at Cube in a different way because when you're watching Boys in the Hood and you're seeing these things play out, that movie is high art too. But it's high art that's going on in your neighborhood. He's yeah. telling a story. Yeah. So what about I mean, people, right? So what I mean is, I'm saying like Cube. We know that Cube could do that. Like I, what Cube did. Let me tell you when Cube got. When Cube delivered something, when Cube delivered is when he did Are We There Yet? Because if you notice, Ice Cube, every now and then, he, he says funny stuff. Like, he'll say a funny line, like, yeah. like, like little bitty stuff, like in barbershop. Somebody's like, uh, uh, make sure you get them neck hairs. Like, you ain't got my money, I'm going to get them ass hairs. Like, right, right. Real, real quick, that's quick sarcasm from being around Ice Cube. That's, that's how Cube is. Yeah, yeah. But you haven't noticed, Cube still remains Cube. Like, he not always funny. Funny stuff happened to Cube. Mm -hmm. Gangsta dude falling out of a tree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Gangsta dude with little pity kids. Like, yeah. what the hell? Damn. Like, yeah. He's so, a straight man a lot of times. A lot of times. But what, what John did to surprise people was he took Regina from 227, mm -hmm. who you were like, this cute little girl, and had her drunk, fucked up. Yeah. Snapping on people. Yeah. He had, you know, he made he took somebody nice like a, a Joe Torrey. And made him brush his hair, made movie. him a super yeah. asshole, which launched him to be in them situations. Mm -hmm. So he take you way out of yourself. Tyrese singing on a damn bus, mm -hmm. and he was like, "Yo, check this out. Now you, babe, now you got the sweet kids you seen singing on the bus. This nigga got two kids by two different chicks. Uh, even Pac, from coming from Juice to Poetic yeah. Justice, you know what I'm saying? Like Pac and Juice being a crazy psycho killer, and Poetic Justice to being a multi layered character and a dude that was falling in love. That like kind it was, of stuff, like, yeah, man. the same that's thing. That's what I mean. Take yeah. it like that's that that's what what I felt like was the difference. You know what I mean? And, and him, like even with all the comedians, he 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 worked with and and changed how he saw him. Like or ch just a. A weird vision on stuff, man. Black Snake Moan, like things he chose to attach himself to. You know yeah. what I mean? Hustle and, and flow. Hustle and flow. Like, man, like just bringing out the truth. Him, by the way, going with Ludacris and shooting that scene of him hunting by, by, with his camera. John shot that. What scene are you talking about? Ludacris is hunting with his gun and Hustle and Flow. They showed this, like, he out hunting. I don't remember that in Hustle yeah. and Flow. He's out hunting, and John is shooting him filming to find his character. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. But John like, shot that, like, just, just bullshitting. To help him get where he needed to be. And they put it be. in the movie, yeah, right. man. So, just, just moments like that. So, it's, it's, it's hard to really put it all into kind of, like, one. I'm still, man, this is yesterday on yeah, some real you. shit. Like, the nigga just passed. It's like, you know, going to the hospital and seeing him, you wonder, should I have went? 
you know, because I last seen him, the nigga was always like my grandfather. I've never went to like real like I never been great in those moments because yeah. I never know what exactly to say. Yeah, he probably the first person I've I've uh, ever talked to, I guess, on a coma. I just yeah. don't. Go, I, I don't know what's being. I don't know what's. You know what I'm saying? I don't it's know. weird because you go and someone's laying down like that. I remember my grandmother. You go and you're laying down, and everybody else seems like they naturally have something that they should do. Somebody got a Bible, somebody knitting, somebody doing everything. They all have a little role, and you like, well, I mean, she's there, but like, what am I, yeah. how am I supposed we'll to do? What, what can I do, really? And people say, well, just talk regular, you know, just talk. And they're like, they, can, they tell you, they can hear you, and you're like, man, I, you know, it's just, it just puts you in a... It put, it's hard, dog. I was fucked up. I can't lie to you, man. I'm still fucked up. It's, a, it's some weird shit, because a nigga was like a real... Real guy, man, a real genuine person who actually cared. One of the only people that cared if I make it in a different light or not. Because, yeah. I mean, comfortably speaking, I'm good comedy-wise. Right. I do good. And if I don't, like, if I don't do the <laughs> Super Bowl stadium like a Kevin Hart, I still sell my shows. People still want to see D-Ray. still an acquired right. taste to yeah. want to come see me do comedy. And in that alone is an accomplishment in some people's lives. You know what I'm saying? But... Now it feels like <clears throat> they apply so much pressure. Mm -hmm. I have to do something else. Right, I feel you. All my thoughts, all my ideas, and when we be sitting down and I'm telling him, he always say, "He give me a script. Now just read it. Don't change no fucking words." Because <laughs> I always change the words. He like, "Don't right. read. It. Just read it this time. All right, <sighs> just read. Just read it. Don't 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 change. Don't change shit this time. Because I always change whatever he give me. I be like, mm -hmm. oh man, all right. But I feel like." No, because he, he loved what he what he had on paper. He loved where his mind went when he did it. So mm -hmm. I just I feel like I have to do something though. Wow. And I don't I feel like I had to do something in a long time. So he's like, and he told me, he's like, if you, you feel like you have to do he something. Said, if you want paper. your words on paper, then put your words on paper. Basically, where your script, <laughs> nigga. Like you feel like you have to do something kind of to pay off the belief that he had in you. Yes. Word. Yep. And I try not to say right. shit like that because then when you apply that pressure, you know, because what one thing I, I apply pressure myself is always on stage. I always say I'm the best comedian. I always say nobody funny and people say what they want to say. But if we go on stage, you do 10 minutes, I do 10. You do 10, I do 10. We just keep going back and forth on new material, shit, shit you ain't never talked about. Not many niggas can go back and forth. You're the funniest me. man in the world, you feel? I feel like there's. I feel like the, the things to be the funniest man in the world, I haven't taken on them challenges yet. Like, I don't speak Spanish, so I can't be the funniest. I can't do, you know, Latin crowds. Right. Not, I mean, somebody Latin would be funnier than me. Because <laughs> right, 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 they, they speak in Spanish. I think, right. you know, another, I mean, content-wise, I'm not saying I'm the funniest guy. I'm saying that it's very difficult to follow me. Niggas in this position, can they go, if they want to sit back, they van. No, it's me, whatever, nigga. D-Ray, nigga. Nah, nah. Let's be, if them niggas going to be realistic, they know what it is. They know what I do. Mm. They've seen me, and they seen me do shit out of nowhere. I've seen niggas who didn't talk about certain shit. Their writers come to see me, and then they talking about certain shit. Mm -hmm. I'm good like that, no matter what. That's the shit. And the reason I'm saying this, I challenge myself. Like right now, me saying this shit, it's a challenge. Because next time somebody see me, I better be fucking funny. Right. Otherwise, you seen that you man the bar. shit? Seen that bullshit he talking about? You, you setting the bar. Right. Right. So I'm saying I've never set the bar with me acting because mm. I've been comfortable with be, I don't mind of the, being a king of cameos. I didn't mind coming in and being. I gotta funny. be honest with you because I was about to say like it, it when it. I was having a conversation a couple years ago. Actually, it was longer than that. I remember I had gone to see Twenty One Jump Street, mm. and I was like, "Man, D. Ray always good for popping up in these big ass movies like that." 
like like you, like you like you always good like not the like he's it seems like you it seemed like it was a you were making a, a concerted effort to be a part of really big productions you know what i mean so what and some of them be who made a potato salad which i'm still cool with <laughs> but <laughs> right. I, my first goal was it's going to sound weird my goals were my goals were simple my goals were be and um be anthony a- anderson first uh-huh. cuz he was in everything he was he was in everything. And I yeah. was like, I need to be like that guy. Uh-huh. And he said something to me a long time ago. They know, he said something to me on the lines of what he's able to do comedically. And and he was proving it by every time. Speaking of Anthony Anderson, first time he was in a real dramatic movie where people took him super seriously? Uh, the, the cop movie? Nah, Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Flow. But he also had did. Yeah. Also, was that before um, the Which movie one? with uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? I'm talking about The Departed. I think it was around the same time. Okay, but he all could do yeah. it. But he also was on a TV show rap for... Hang time. time. No, yeah, he, uh, no, no, he was uh, like uh, NCIS, one of those, one of those kind oh, of shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was... Uh, it was um, it was it wasn't NCIS. It was fucking... One of those guys, Law and Order or something. Law and Order one or of fucking NYPD, huh? No, it wasn't that. And I was like NYP one those NYPD something like something that. like that. Yeah, but but he but anyway he he was had a very diverse. Shout out and to I Anthony. wanted That's to be. Man. I was like I want to be on the lines of that when I was doing barbershop and I worked with him. I was like I want to be on the lines of that. Mm-hmm. But always with an underline Samuel L. Jackson. Always with a Sam was Sam in um, Spike Lee movies. Sam in. Uh, Eddie Murphy movie Coming Sam, to America Sam I love that I was like That's the path mm-hmm. That's of comfortable Because the Will Sam Smith, and Pulp Fiction the Sam yeah The Will Smith Like that was In my mind I'm like yeah If you get there At least when, when I get Like comedically When I get there Like it's some comedians right now Instagram I don't care what, Whatever y'all want Because we have a big thing About who a comedian Who not a comedian Alright let's say All y'all comedians Nigga if you can't do 45 minutes to an hour Of your own material after someone just did 45 minutes to an hour of their own material, mm-hmm. if you can't do that, then I don't want to hear you a, a comedian like that. You know what's funny? Comedians are way more competitive than I thought they were. I just, I'm just learning. I, I got no. a bunch of comedian friends. Comedians are like ball players, super duper but, competitive. But let me tell you man. what you just said. You made it make sense. See, I always say it's like a sport, but them niggas don't see it like that. What I'm saying right now, they get offended by it. Somebody's twisting their lip as we're having this conversation. Somebody going, why we just can't? No, because I, when I first came out, I treated the comedy like rap. I was like, I'm the best doing it. When a new rapper come out, he don't wait to nah. his third album before he say the best. <laughs> he says it's his first single. First song. Then he uh, say the best rapper doing it. You yeah. know, he, he Kodak Black and off jump. <laughs> right, right. And I'm like, comedy-wise, I was doing that because mm-hmm. the things I was talking about, people weren't talking about. The things I was doing, people weren't doing. All right. Then I see people doing something similar, and I'm like, that's get my, that, where it come from. Mm-hmm. I see somebody do a stock joke they think is a stock joke that I wrote. Word. I wrote. Mm. How good are you that your stock joke? I did a joke years ago. I said, Tell people what a stock I joke said, is. A stock joke is uh, black man, white man, Chinese man. Okay. So my, I did a joke years ago. I said, Your mother's so stupid, I caught her yelling in the envelope. Bitch says she sent a voicemail. That shit is in books. <laughs> people don't know where it came from. Right. When I, when I made that bullshit a long time ago, that's why I knew the, the salt smile a little bit and stop. Yeah. And people all over the place, I don't, I don't say LOL no more because now I say salts. It's right. like, Nigga, I'm that. That's how good I am. Right. That you that, add that, that, to add the actual to the, language to the, of it. To yeah. the language of it. Yeah. So I'm just saying, whatever you comedian you are, if you're a 15-minute comedian, you're 15-minute, all right, but know where you're at, know where you stand. And I'm right. saying, comedically, I know where I stand, but acting-wise, I can't walk in the room and say, I want the same money this person gets. I want the same amount of lines. I'll be sitting there reading some lines sometimes. I'll be like, I talk too fast to even say these words. Right. 
I what is it called with, with submit? That's like submission. I like I don't yeah. want to go. Yeah, Y'all yeah, got yeah. this shit. Like I'm I'm good. I can't do this. I know what I'm good at. I know where I plug myself. And when I'm able to headline a movie and I know I'm prepared, I'll be talking the same shit. I'm talking about comedy. Word. Then. Right. Well, how long you think that's gonna be? I don't know. I ain't Jamie, nigga. Jamie's a, <laughs> Jamie's a phenom. Right. Like shit like that. That's a fucking phenom. It happened like you think about it. You can't think of nobody else besides Jamie Foxx, who is just so comfortable back and forth, comedically, drama. That nigga's a phenom. Well, li- listen, J- Jamie started. I remember that first movie he did with Antoine Fuqua, Bait. Right, that was the first joint yeah. that I remember that he was the main. So, I mean, he he was in Any Given Sunday, right? And you 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 watch Any Given Sunday, and you was like, oh shit, like like Jamie Foxx could act. Then he took a couple lead roles, and boom, we at the Academy Awards. And, 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 and storytelling wise, yeah, you like talk we, to like, Jamie, he take you on this. The, 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 he able to do that same shit in the story. Like I want to see Jamie do it, like the special he did, the comedy one. I want to see him do a special where it's like, like John Leguizano did. Oh yeah, I love those. Like a one man show. Dark, yeah, that. He, yeah, but, but it's not me to, tell, to ask, ask Mister <laughs> Fox what to do. But I'm yeah. saying when I feel like I'm at that confident level. Mm-hmm. Um, so what John would do, his confidence level in you was bigger than your your shit. He's like, I'm putting you in the scene. Damn, but you do, do you need people like that in your I'm life, putting you in the scene with Taraji and uh, 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 who else did the scene? I forgot. When I first did Empire, Tasha. Tasha Smith. Tasha Smith. Yeah. Bang. Like, here. I was like, nigga. But you just put me in it. They just threw the alley-oops. I'm like, are you kidding me? It took them saying I did good about four times for me to... Actually, actually believe, believe that you did because you were talking about Taraji, who's just such a breather with acting. One of the finest actresses in the world. Like, Come on, man, training yeah. people to be. A, a, yeah. And she was like, "I see it now, D. Ray. I got it. I see what John seeing. Let's let's let, let's work. Let's get it. Let's you know. Mm-hmm. When we get people like that telling you, because that's my that was my first time in that where I felt like I was like tiny in the room. Right. As far as that going, John was like, "No, you got it." Mm. You got it. I don't think I was good at every time any movie I've been in, in, in even 21 Jump Street was shooting a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have done that a couple of times. No, right. man, I'm, I'm kidding. That's, yeah. I'm, yeah, Chicago shit. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. As it relates to comedy. I did good, by the way, for the John conversation because uh, for the way I was feeling, I feel like I'm just my brother in the world. Hey, no, hey, you hear the silence good, in the room is because hot, man. Beca- I was up here like because man. we were like they, people were riveted. The reality is that. You know how many uh, so I can't say this and God get mad at me. You know how many motherfuckers we could trade for John? Man, I, I remember when I was a kid, like I was watching this John Singleton interview, maybe like 96, and John Singleton was doing an interview uh, about higher learning, and he was talking to the people, and the way he was talking to the people, mm-hmm. he was like, you know, the thing with me is, you know, you come into one of my sets, when you step onto the set, you're gonna know very quickly that I am in fucking charge. Yeah, he loved us. And I was like, shit. I was like, you like like a, a king standing there talking like it's like I'm in like I'm, this is my shit. The shit he tell you going. I'm, I can't. I just got so many stories. I mean, it's like, but this ain't the John Singleton. I feel you, bro. But it's like so many stories. I remember I was in Miami. He was doing the film festival. He was just getting ready to do. Um, I forgot what movie it was. Was it Brick? Something. Maybe it was. Maybe it's Brick. Maybe it was another film. It was Fight for Love. It was mm. Fight for Love. And um, they asked him what his next project was, and he was like, Fight for Love. He's like, da-da. He's like, starting to heat. And then when I was in the room at the time, he's like, Fight for Love. I was like, yeah. He was like, he saw a name. He's like, Taraji. I was like, I was like, I said, and me. And he just heard my voice. I was waiting back. He's like, and that motherfucker D-Ray. That nigga starting <laughs> my shit, too. 
Yeah, D Ray, what the fuck you doing in here? But you, you have been answering motherfucking questions. You want to answer a question? Like he just was this man. He's big personality. Big personality. Yeah, so let me ask you this about comedy, bro. Yeah. Because we're gonna talk about a lot of shit. We're gonna talk about a lot of shit in this podcast that I've been wanting to ask you about. But I want to ask you about <laughs> comedy. It seems like there are more comedians, and because there are more comedians, things are getting even more competitive between comedians. Because almost every comedian that I talk to, I'm gonna be real with you, says, just to let you know. I'm the funniest motherfucker in the world. Well, I don't know who said that to you, but they lying. <laughs> who, who said that? Who said that? I mean, a, a guy that I think is really funny. Tell me. A guy that I think is really funny that you'd have to put up there. I'm not going to say that he says he's the funniest guy in the world, but he's a... I'm is it Chappelle? No, it's not Chappelle. Then that's it. That's it. I can't... Let Chappelle could go up and freestyle right now and he'd be as funny. His confidence is up. How he delivers his material is up. And... Of course, it came after you know you seen Chappelle's show because we always knew, we knew Chappelle like had the, the mind state of being a funny motherfucker. Yeah. We knew that he had. So you say Dave is the funniest man in the world? I'll say Dave is the most trans able to translate. Like I said, I don't speak Spanish. I mm -hmm. think he's a, he can he can do that enough where yeah. <laughs> it's going. He don't speak. I don't know if he speaks Spanish or not, but right. it's going to translate enough because right. it takes his time enough. But once you're in a position of power, meaning like he had his show, he proved himself, he walked away. Came back stronger, like nigga went to the gym, literally and, and mentally, because he's huge now. And then came back, and then came back, and he's like, "All right, this is what I really want to do." So if he did a show again, it would be that show. But when you first seen, I first seen Chappelle's show, I was like, "Oh, it's cool." He did the Charlie Murphy stuff, mm -hmm. and they started showing. Then we were like, "Oh shit, what the fuck is this shit?" Hysterical, yeah. Then you want to wait and hear. So I'll say that Chappelle is one of the stronger people. I know Chappelle could follow me. Like if you start telling me if we, if we do it like that, like can I go up and do my best set and Chappelle come after me, regardless if he was in his status or not? I'll say yes. You say you say Ch Chappelle, Chappelle could follow me. Chappelle could follow you. Who's the funniest guy to you that we don't know who he is? Speaking of that, mm, this is that's a hard one, man. Funniest comedian that like that's just working and we don't know who he is. I don't. I, that was hard, man, because I'd be around a lot of comedy. You know, I host Mondays at the Improv, so I okay, see people work. new all the time. Uh, you know, I mean, you know all the funny people, though. You know what okay. I mean? But I'm talking about, like, realistically, like, who, like, it's always about, in my mind, how creative you are. Um, how many times have you dabbled? Like, how many times have you really took a joke, accidentally took a joke? We... You know what I'm saying? In, in a moment, I have a cousin who fucking hilarious. Every now and then, that nigga get robbed. I robbed the fuck out of him. He ain't going on stage. I'm like, shit, yeah. you don't need that shit. Right, right, right. How much of it is, is natural? Is that cool? Like, is that part, like, like... Somebody did not in comedy? Yeah. Hell yeah, that's what that's what it is. Right. You see a old, you see a, I was gonna say, I hate when I say this, you see an old lady fall, mm -hmm. and she falls, and she start breakdancing. Nobody know those story, but you, you like, yo, I seen this old bitch fucking breakdancing right. after she <laughs> failed to play it off. You're like... Uh. That's your story. That's part of your life, your story. Like my mom being on drugs and how I want to tell that story, how mm -hmm. I see it to make it comedic. That's that's not stealing. That's my story. I'm writing my I'm still writing from my book, my brain, what mm -hmm. I saw. Yeah. You see a comedian tell a joke. That's his story. That motherfucker, that's his shit. Yeah. And sometimes you might steal from a nigga that stole from somebody. Now nah, that other motherfucker come play. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, don't know, you know, that's why it's best to be original in the situation. So but I'm not doubting because uh the comedy you're talking about, like they say funny is funny. It is. Mm -hmm. But there's certain rooms you go into where you, you go in certain rooms where your comedy not going to hit as much. If I talk about pa parents being on crack, people, right, they, nobody over there mom was on crack. It's true. So they, they, it's not going to be as funny. Mm -hmm. The painful part of it, like me saying my mother stole my track shoes and told me to run in my socks. <laughs> smoking crack. That shit is what make motherfuckers go because it's the story behind it. But right, because they can relate crack, to that. Yeah. Relate to, like, that's fucked up. You right. see that shit anywhere, that's yeah. fucked up. Right. 
Um, but as far as like comedians go, and uh, and it's weird because I used to always say I'm the best nigga on stage. And then Dwayne Martin said, "Stop saying that." He said, "People got their own style." For a minute, I was humbling out like I'm not gonna say it, and I didn't feel right. Not Jay Z, and I needed to Jay Z. Yeah, you know what I mean. I needed to say how the, how the fuck I felt. Like, yeah, you know, but you know, when you hear some rappers say they the best rapper, and you know they not. Yeah, sometimes sometimes people say it and it's credible. Sometimes people are saying it because somebody else said it. Well, I'll say this then. I'll say this. This is when I, this is the best way that this one. I try to be the best D-Ray I could be. I'm the best D-Ray. That's I'll word. Think, I'll say that. Yeah, that, that's how you make it. Where you know everybody not mad at you. One, right? Two. All right. Now I got to Ali it. Uh huh. There's no comedian more hood than me. No, no, I'm gonna say more hood. There's no comedian that's hood. Also, fucking beautiful. <laughs> got bitches like me. Funny at the same time on a collective. Even the, the handsome comics. Bill Bellamy, handsome. Nigga married though. Can't be out here like me. Be in the club like I be. Who you see more? No, no. Hey, I'm gonna be real with no you. No comedian live more like a rapper than me. The closest thing to me is a Tony Rock. Mm -hmm. And even me and Tony go back and forth all the time. And I keep fresher material than Tony too. Yeah. And Tony take his time, and me and Tony. Now we had me and Tony, Tony go argue for years about this, but right. back and forth. Tony, I've never, uh, I've never opened up for Tony. Mm -hmm. Tony's went on stage for me. <laughs> my, my, Michael, Michael Blackson, uh -huh. got to go on stage before me. Damn, Gary Owen. I've never ever. Only we did Comic View. Wow. All of I closed all the shows on the Martin tour. Martin Lawrence hosted. I closed. And I'm not and I'm not 51 either. That's another fucked up rumor. D-Red is not close to being 51 years old. By the way, I, 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 I Googled you. And, and it said I'm fucking 51. It said you was 51 and years that's old. Some, that's some comedian out there who want me to be. And look at me. If I am, nigga, I'm you a beautiful. Yeah, it, the crazy thing is, like, so I'm Googling you to get a rundown, to do research you before you came on there. And, you, and I see it. I was like, it says D-Ray Davis, 51 years old, on your Wikipedia. I'm like, yo. My nigga, we got. His, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, yo, D. Ray, fifty one. Yeah, nigga, and I was just driving Kanye around at fifty one, just because I was an old nigga <laughs> driving around through the wire. I'm this what this what, I, what I'm saying though. Basically, so somebody's hating on you by putting you by. by I think it's with, an old. I think it's an ex. I think it's an ex chick. That's like fucking with you on. Yeah, online. I think she's like he's not gonna get no more young bitches after this. <laughs> she was she, all the sixty year old women coming after me now. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, just I just like the. Uh, my passion and, and going on stage, I do that to spark myself too. So right. me talking shit about the comics is like, all right, nigga, I like just make I've, you level up. I've seen comedians do jokes and I'd be like, damn, what was I thinking about when he thought about that? Yeah. I miss that shit. Like I can't believe I missed that shit. Dion yeah. Cole say some shit. I'm like, the fuck? Like mm, shit. Yeah. How the fuck did I miss that shit? Yeah. Or Dion will watch me and he'd be like, and he'd call my brother before he called. I've been knowing Dion. Dion like my big brother for real. I've been knowing Dion since I was young, young. He'd call my brother. I just seen D, he just did a fresh 20 minutes. Whatever he doing, time to keep doing before he called me. Like, oh, word, 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 word. But I've, uh, I learned from the greats, man. I got to watch them. But on the Ali shit, I, I really feel like that. Until they find somebody who, like, literally, the, the things I just lined up. Mm -hmm. Let's say, it's like boxing, man. So like, say it again. Let, 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 let's hood, it. hood like, hood hood like, like you. Know the hood and, know the hood and can converse in situations like this. Know how okay. to use the words converse. Right, in situations right, like right, this. right. Can... Didn't know. Shout out to my teacher, whichever grade that is, that teach you how to read. Mm -hmm. Cause me hosting, right, on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, get oh, you. I got my Terrence J on. Yeah, you got the whole the, the, the articulate J on the hood, the articulate. When I feel like it, you know what I'm saying. The 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 the, the loves of my life, which I do have, mm -hmm. you know, certain situations. I I've, I've you know 
multiplicity as far as my home goes. You know that already. I, 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 that? Wait, wait, yeah, I'm gonna ask that, you about that. That, that too. I, so I have that going. <laughs> right. That's a lo- that's a loving situation which a lot of people don't have, which I call a plus because two minds, you know, <laughs> greater than one. Do y'all know what Dre is talking about? D-Ray has two girlfriends. Not two ugly girlfriends, by the way. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Here's the deal. Two look Captain up, Marvels. Look, look up whatever you think. Whatever you think ugly is. <laughs> think about the fucking opposite <laughs> of that, and then think about what D-Ray's girlfriend. Are, and then there are two of them. Like it, it's it's really uh, it's really an amazing fucking which, thing. Which you try to stray away from because it does dim the light of the talent part. They're talented. Because the first thing you know, the, t- the talent part for, for them also and for me, I'm saying mm-hmm. for whatever they do, like their lines or things they uh, uh Oh, they're in uh, the their business. Mind, yeah, they, yeah, they have their, their business. I'm saying it dims the light because I'm actually funny. And the first thing people ask me normally, except for you, because you've been knowing me forever, yeah. is you got two girlfriends. Instead right. of going, you are the funniest or something, we're talking about comedy or right. something. People have brought that up before. I could be promoting a show or a movie and they're like, so, got two girlfriends, huh? <laughs> you <laughs> know why? You know why, though? Because... That's so it's on out, Wikipedia too. No, th- th- that's so out the out of the ordinary for most people. Not that the situation is, but it's just that it works. I think that if I'm if I can jump into what people might say is that women are socialized in a way to where I don't know any women that would be like cool that would be cool with. But them. but we but we but we and most women. I'm not but we should be generally for women. But I'm those say, same women, it. those same women, you're gonna speak regardless. The same women you speak of. And I'm not saying that there's anything. I think it's fucking amazing. No, by uh, the way. No, I'm gonna say the same. But you're also a man because they're gonna say that's why you feel that way. All right, but there's right. also the women that say that. Oh my God, she used to strip and now she made it. She got out that life to do that. I'm so proud of her. Right. Instead of back when they be like, oh, she a stripper. Yeah. That's the, the face of stripper used to be. Stripper, and now it's like she a stripper, right? Like, oh, she was a stripper, and now she does this, or she exotic dance, oh, she used to prostitute, yeah. and now she does this, yeah. But with this, this is still womanizing. But that, a, a woman, you talking about a woman who you would, think, oh, so you've been criticized as being I'm a womanizer, saying, of course, you would. I mean, because, because, because of the situation, people don't know that until they talk to them and see they got their own mentality and see that if you're a, a gentleman in any situation, an honest gentleman, anything is anything you could you could do. Women love that more than they do a lying, monogamous relationship. Yeah, they like they like honesty. And if they choose to leave, they choose to leave. Mm-hmm. You're not giving a woman a choice if you're lying. Mm-hmm. You're saying I love you and only you. She now she thinks she's dealing with just you, and you got four other kids. You got two women. Yeah, you got yeah. cheating, You coming home with disease and all that. If, yeah. I'm not saying I'm just saying the worst of it. Yeah. If we speak in the you know the extremities of what that that entails. But honesty, you would want a woman who comes and says to you, like women used to hide the fact that they did dance. Now we're talking about, which people never bring up, we're talking about a woman who's selling the thing she says is not, I'm just being a woman. No, we're talking about a woman who's selling the thing, like as a, as a dancer, which I go to strip clubs. We love our dancers. I, 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 I definitely don't want to, yeah, definitely don't want to No, no, I'm going to make, make, yeah. make, make it clear. Mm-hmm. I, I go to, I go, but, but, what, but one thing I do, one thing I don't do is I don't, nobody has no pictures of me throwing money ever because I always feel like I'm being disrespectful. And no matter how much they, the guys make it rain, all the balling guys. It is tough. I never do it. I would hand a girl 200, three, like regular money, like, oh, yeah. good job, like a tip, regular tip, like right. your art. Mm-hmm. Your art is like, I, I get it. We're all entertainers end of the day. Sure. But me on stage, I'm not like taking my shirt off slowly and there's women giving me all their husband's money. Right. And then they be like, that, and if you ask them, ask the real hustling. There is no husband's money. You're married. Is your yeah, money. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
Shout out to Wendy. Right. Oh, shout out to Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> that was it their money? Yeah, well. We'll hey, <laughs> was it no? Was it their money that he was spending on the other girl? Mm. Mm. All right, yeah, she was so, right. Got gotcha. you. I don't play no games. <laughs> Did we bring up smart in that line of things I said? Yeah, you said it was right there. No, but I'm saying though, I'm not like I said, not discouraging. I'm saying though, but anything that's acceptable, which if I'm accepting that, I'm saying that's what the hustle is. I get it. If you walk in that place, you know you're gonna get hustled. If you walk on a car dealership, a used car dealership, there's a chance you might get hustled. Yeah. But that card, the I sell you the card, not like, uh, it, it ain't my, he, not, he like, oh, I feel bad. I sold you the card. He like, hey, I got two more, told two more today. Yeah. If all this stuff is becoming acceptable and we are, we're adding blank pages to the Bible, mm-hmm. filling them in ourselves. Mm. I, know, I, know I don't know how deep that is for you, but we. No, I, no, I get basically it. Basically, we're, te- so I'm saying, as far as things being acceptable, this, what I'm living, has been acceptable way, way longer than. Yeah. Everything else we're accepting. Well, I think that number one, I think that any situation where someone's healthy, happy, and living their best life should be yeah. acceptable. And I think that, and, and the but re- we're always going to judge, no matter what. We're always going to judge, but we should we should also judge. We should use our judgments in the appropriate way, right? Like if, if how though? Meaning, if it's not hurting you, why would you judge it? Get some business. I know, but the weird part about that is we're talking about judgments coming from people who will never see their faces. So, I get it. So, so we, enough of those enough of those social media people hit you. A million people with no faces say something. Oh, I, no, no. I understand how it could weigh on you, but I'm saying this. No, like, they're no, not on me. Right. It, it, it's a million people with no faces say something, and then there's one person with a face that read that a million and say they're a powerful person and go, this ain't this ain't right. Y'all right. This this is not right. I got to agree with it because with the proper force in any situation, it shifts people. Uh-huh. Like no matter how you try to, right? You got a hundred people telling you there's a shark in the water. More than likely, you're not gonna get in that water. Sure. So I'm saying we we living in that 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 world. What my whole my whole thing is saying that it looks unbelievable and it feels unbelievable most right. of the time. But it's so just regular. It's regular to me. But I'm willing to but I'm willing to put up with all that bullshit because I'm not. <laughs> I'm right. that good. Right. It feels that. And, I feel that. And, I guess the only thing I'm saying is really shouldn't be no bullshit. Y'all happy is y'all business. Live and let live. I like to be honest with you. I'm a dappy. I heard. Uh, I heard a woman like, the other day that say she uh, want two men, but the only thing is men way too sensitive. Men, men, you feel like men? Hell no. Men, men could not handle that. Hell no. We men, men could not handle the situation. Two men. <laughs> so wait, wait. So you're saying you can handle the situation with you and two women, but if you there was one woman and she wanted to have another, I couldn't. I couldn't because I'm saying like this: <laughs> women, women take women take credit for a lot of things that they're right about. Mm-hmm. So one thing that y'all right about is y'all are smarter than men. You're stronger than men. I'm going. Word. To, I'm gonna accept it. So two. That's true. That's true though. So so being that said. Y'all stronger than me, and I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> also, women bring a lot less toxicity into these situations because of what the male ego does. And it depends on which kind of women you're around. Because I know I've talked to women. They're like, I wish I would. I've never done. And I'm like, that's not the kind of woman I date. Yeah. Right. Because a woman's not comfortable with, not just saying, I'm not going to use my situation. A woman's not comfortable. Just I don't I don't have gossipy we don't do that. Like if we if we talk about some shit, it's like some real like oh shit, you seen that shit? Like yeah. me joking with you about the Wendy shit, but it's yeah. never like did you know she 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 yeah, looked yeah, at yeah. another guy? You know she it's never that. So this is a but but your last thing we'll say about it. This is a completely happy, healthy, polyamorous relationship. You and your two lady friends. I'll say that I'm very comfortable, and I hope realistically inside, deep down inside, they're just as comfortable as I am because I wouldn't mm-hmm. want nobody to be around me if they're not. Mm. So for what I'm feeling, from what I get from it, from the love I get, from mm-hmm. the way it feels, from the good nights alone, <clears throat> right? Just the good nights. 
Some dudes be in a monogamous relationship don't even get a good night from their girl. I mean, I'm getting a good night. Like, bye, babe. Like, right. you sure you're okay? Like, even with this John situation, they're like, yeah. you need anything before we go. So you all right. Like, that's that friendship part first. That's the it's a strength. You know what I mean? For, mm-hmm. the, for me to look at. Are they friends? Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, very much so. Okay. They love each other. All right, word. They love each other, man. It's like, it's like this. This is how I see it. God damn this. You can't be around looking. Jesus Christ, this sounds amazing. Look, you can't be in a situation. I'm gonna get look, look, you can't be in a situation of love at all without being accepting of of all things that come with it. The good Mm -hmm. and the bad. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, if they were looking, I'm sure they look at handsome guys all the time or pretty girls. I don't know. I don't Mm -hmm. I don't I'm not that guy no more. Who y'all looking at? It's like if I see them uncomfortable, like a guy trying to flirt with them, Mm -hmm. I'll make it known that. Hey man, they mm-hmm. are all right. You know yeah. what I mean. But as far as like, they might like other guys. I don't know. I don't. This is not. I, yeah. I wanted to be my place, but there's so much I got to do, man. Yeah. It's like so much other stuff I got to do. Cause I know my mind. People ask me, do I have a wandering eye? Yeah, I'm looking. I have people that I know care about me for years in Chicago. Girls are like that been around me for years. Yeah. They're like, why not? Why am I not your girlfriend? You know what I mean? I, I, I'm sure that exists. Yeah. You know, because there are girls who I've known since high school. I still like, you know what I mean? Right. Let, let me, I want to ask you something. That about, made no sense, I know, but it, it trust sense. me, let me ask a little you, bit. <clears throat> let me ask you a question about the clubs. Did I mention that I'm not, I don't make sense in that all those great things I said about me, too? <laughs> <laughs> so Name I, another comedian that don't make sense like me. Let me tell you something. When I go to the clubs, the rare times that I'm there, you know who I see there? D-Ray. At the you, table, posted. You, at the table, posted, generous, come over, have a drink, table full of ladies. Not a lot of guys at your table. No, not at all. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Not a lot of guys at your table. Question, because you're 51 years old. Thank you. Um, did, like, I, can't, it, I remember back in the uh, Cotton Club days. Right. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Back in the Studio 54 days. Is there a point where, and this is, a, this is, a, this is something that we have all the time, we talk about it. Um, the or, point. Or, is there a cutoff point, a point to where you too seasoned or old to be up in the club? I thought about that until I seen an older guy next to me yesterday at Poppy, and he was gritting, gritting. <laughs> he had to be like, he had to be like sixty-five years old, all right. white hair, surrounded by situations, right. and it looked fun. So I think like, I know his back is hurting this morning because I don't know what kind of back <laughs> pop he was doing. But I don't, um, you know, it was weird. My my club age kept going up. I was like, I'm going to stop at, promise, I'm going to stop at 24. I'm going to mm-hmm. stop at 30. Stop at 33. And I didn't, you know what's weird, man? I just didn't get old. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Is I think. I don't Beijing, by the way. I don't, at all? None of that shit. So this no, so is, so you no gray. It's all my butter. This might be some in that motherfucker somewhere, but there's some right here. A few I, coming in now. I think that there's no know. age in the club in L.A. I think if you were to go to Baton Rouge, <laughs> like 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 I'm from Louisiana, right? Nah, I, Baton Rouge, you kidding me? Louisiana? Not my nigga. You can't be. Listen. You playing, nigga? Like, like, Walking like, up the street, you walk up, motherfucker. <laughs> nigga, you like tell me go down the Bill Street. You see an old ass woman pass down the street. I know, but they partying, but like in the clubs, like they have in L.A. Yeah, you ain't gonna get no table full. Right. So you think I'm gonna be 75 with some young 55 year old bitches around know. me? To be honest, I might. It's a it's a dude that I know go to his clubs. Shout out to Sal. It's a dude that I know, big time dude. He old as his daughter being there with him. Like his, who else you want to party with? Like like his, his daughter being like his daughter being there. I'm not hating on it at all. But they, people always say, is there an age you should be? No, out you got a time if that keep you young. Whatever you like doing. Only things that you get too old for the thing you can't do no more. Mm. 
Know right. some people that's you know too old to horseback ride because you just somebody <laughs> <laughs> get thrown off that motherfucker. Right. To to bullfight, you might be a little too old right. for that shit. You can't dunk no more. That shit goes away. That you know goes. what I mean? But as far as standing in the club, listening to music, might get too. But you know, I don't see there's nothing. You get too old to eat fucking McDonald's cheeseburgers five in a row. Let's be honest with you. You know what? It, the reality is that it all really depends on who you are because. There are old guys that you will come into the club and like it would be like you'd be like, oh, he's too old to be in the club. What was in that, by the way? Coffee. That's it. Yeah. Why? Cause some alcohol's coming out of your skin. Get the fuck out from of yesterday. Ain't no alcohol. God. I didn't. I didn't. I went out. That was yesterday. That's you. Did you drink yesterday? I didn't. I didn't drink at all. I'm on my healthy shit. I'm not. I'm you not. You didn't drink nothing. I didn't drink nothing. Well, see, you may be too old for the club. Right. <laughs> Listen, to be honest with you, I, if you I, if you ain't drink shit, but you sweating like me, and right. it's just tequila a little bit, right? That's well, coffee I, I, coming I out. Be honest with you, I uh, I, the reason why it's not a too, I'm not too, I, I don't be doing shit. You're I stuttering just, a lot. Right I be now. in the club just chilling, drinking, you, talking to you my sound friends. Like every dude who gets <laughs> with, in the police station <laughs> with the light on, I'm like, I just I, be chilling. I, I, I didn't, club. I didn't know he was. I don't do it. anything, so it's really, it's really like a social gathering. And to be honest with you. Unless you live in LA, you don't understand that there's currency in there. That's why you see oh, people. Yeah, yeah. That's where you meet it's people. It's the it's the it's the I told somebody it's the new golf club. Oh, for real. You go there and somebody be like, well, come hey, come to the studio tonight. Somebody I didn't expect to be on an album. Right. Like so, we're going tonight. That happens a lot of times. How did you end up how did you end up doing the Bernie Mac voice on the Kanye shit? Uh y'all are y'all familiar with this? Well, on late registration? Like yeah. uh, on college dropout, college dropout, and late. I did both of those. Right. Um, so and and how did you end up? How did that end up happening? I've, this is we going back in hip hop history, but I'm just asking because like I, I never got a chance to talk to you about that. How'd you end up doing that? He uh well, Cootie, the director, Cootie and Chike. Mm -hmm. Cootie hit me. I was like, Yo, we at the hotel. Kanye out here. Um, he's like, We we going to the studio. He's like, Come by. Go to the studio with us. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm just yeah. going, you know, Kanye's the album. They're doing the thing on MTV, anticipated uh, artists or whatever they used to do. Artists dropping. I forgot what the show was called. So I get to the hotel room, huge hotel. Kanye even in there working. He's still working on stuff. I'm just in there. And he's like, yo, did you hear Through the Wire yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't heard Through the Wire yet. I'm like, no, I ain't heard it yet. He's like, are we going to play it for you? We get in the car. Put it in, put it in the CD. Bang, and I'm like, oh, crazy. shit. As soon like, as you hit a sample, I'm you like, know, we oh, out, yeah, shit. we in for it. So I did the whole, without an arm, I spit. Without an arm, I spit, yeah. Then we get to the studio. They in there, they're like, man, he's not returning. I think it was Bernie. It was like, either Bernie wasn't returning the calls, he was too busy. Mm -hmm. And they were like, um, basically, you want to do some intros, want to do some skits on the album, just skits. Mm -hmm. So I went and I did a British voice. I, mean, I was fucking horrible. Right. Like, just horrible. <laughs> Welcome to Light Straight Show, whatever the fuck right. I sounded like, mixed with British and all kind of shit. I don't know what the fuck it was. And I just started bullshitting. I had never done a Bernie impersonation ever. You know what's weird? It's like when you first did that, I was like, yo, Bernie Mac is on that shit. And my brother was like, my nigga, that's not Bernie Bern Mac. <laughs> and, I, and, and I was like, I was like, that's not Bernie Mac? He's like, you can't hear that's not Bernie Mac? Motherfucker thought it was said Bernie. I'm like, motherfucker, what's wrong you, Kanye? All yeah. that shit. But, it, uh, but then I went and I did it, and he kept it. He, he thought it was they thought it was dope. They kept it. Then Set I the song for the whole album, dog. Huh? Set the tone for the whole album. Then I did all the other shit. Just came natural. All the other shit. All other voices. Like like uh, you did the uh, was that that's you on the um, these degrees? Yes, that's you. The, these degrees keep me warm. These, these degrees. degrees. And I did. A, hey Jimmy, where are you going? I don't know where I'm going, but my dad died. My dad died, and all he left, left me was, was his these degrees. degrees. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did that. Then on the that's when then the next one it got that blew up. Of course, that blew right. up. And then the next one that fucking um, that broke fire broke. It went crazy. <laughs> 
The I Capitals was mad at y'all about that, man. Bro, bro, bro. The Capitals was mad at y'all about that. Is that a Capitals? I don't yeah. know. Like, like it, I don't think it's – but I know that, like, some of the Capitals where I'm from, they thought that Ye was taking a shot at them. How? I, I, First of all, let them niggas know I've never been to college. <laughs> so oh, my only college reference was – School days, Spike Lee. Right, word. Like I remember, they it. was on the radio. Ain't was like, no money. We about to play a song Ain't by our no favorite, our, our favorite fake Kappa, Kanye West. I was like, interesting. Like, but I, I feel like maybe they thought that maybe. I don't think Kanye would be a Kappa anyway. What do you think Kanye would be? I don't know, not nigga, not a Kappa. Yeah, you 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 still fuck with Kanye? Yeah. Do I mean like, musically, like as a person? Yeah, hey, just as a dude. I think that everybody grows up in different, you know. You grew up again, like you grew up once. Sure. And we get to the point where we at now. Mm -hmm. Then you might get in a, like him getting married. He grew up again. He grew up Kanye actually three times. He grew up so with his mom. mom he made his music. Rest then he started peace. kicking it. You know. Then he got real cool. We had the, the Amber situation. They looked like the, the new. Looks like the hit it couple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it was, was a fire. big fucking deal. Yeah, that was fire. He brought fire. Like they brought fire to not disrespecting no relationships there now. Yeah, but they brought fire to like oh shit, this could be some this some. Fly, we backed. I can't think of who it was like a prince type thing to me. That's that's precisely the way we had Amber on here. It looked like Kanye. It was it was Ye, and it was this weird ethnically. He, he she looked like a piece of art at yeah. that point. You so know what I'm like saying? Prince, and, and it's like I think he grew up then. I think in his mom passing. I think within that, then then he went uh, in depth through this, through his heartbreak or whatever happened with them. However that happened, it just felt like the yeah. music felt like that. I don't right. know because. Like well, I, mean, saying, I, I never yeah. asked a nigga a heartbroken. I never asked nobody that. You, you know, yeah. I'm like, you all right. That's it. That's how yeah. niggas ask you, whether you hurt or not. You all right? All right. So, um, and then the Kim thing, which I know he already, he always had feelings like for Kim in some kind of way. And then wanting a family, wanting to give his mom what he thought she would have wanted, yeah. regardless of the fact. And who else do you date? You got that kind of money. They got right. that kind of money. Who else do you date? I mean, people always say, why are you dating people for money? But you don't want nobody, to, you don't want to date nobody super broke. Right. You carrying people forever. You want to, even if you date somebody broke, you want them to be ambitious. I heard you talk about that before. One time we got you out of TMZ and you were like, uh, is you have to watch out for some of these girls in LA because you think that they got a lot of bread and then you get to their apartments and they share. <laughs> like, like, you, like, oh, like you, you remember that? Like, you like, yeah, we, he, he, he was like, he's like, y'all don't know. These girls is bunking up. Mm -hmm. They like, they, they, they share in the master bedroom. They got pallets. <laughs> You never know, but the same thing with men. With like, the men, it's worse expect, with the men. I wouldn't expect. I wouldn't expect. It's worse with the men. Even now, this is gonna sound weird, and we already talked about the dance line. But even now, I can't see uh, what's uh, Tiger Baby Miles. I know uh, what's Black Angela, China. Angela, Angela, Black China. I can't see Black China dating a bum bum ass nigga. She wouldn't. Why would she? I cannot see. You can't. You're not gonna see Mariah Carey dipping down to the colleges to pick yeah. up some 22 year old. No, you're not going to, it's not, it doesn't fit. You Why do people mean? have such an issue with that though? Why do people feel like that you, you, people feel like there's some virtue in dating someone that's not at the same stage? You got a lot to you. lose, man. I mean, you could date somebody and push them towards is what I do. Mm -hmm. Push them toward wanting their own money. Push them toward letting them know I may not always be here. And I don't mean just like death, but you mm -hmm. got, you know, in spirit, love might fall out. Then what are you going to do? And I love you enough now to to give you this advice now mm -hmm. that if you were dating somebody else and told me you were living off somebody else's money, I would still tell a girl to get that money. Yeah, yeah. I give own. my daughter money lump sum just to watch her blow that shit and be like, yo. What's she blowing on? Uh, you're from Chicago, but like mostly food. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> food and uh, bullshit. Like, oh, I can't lie, man. She just goes through it. I want to ask you something. You're a comedian. There's, uh, I told you I have more comedian friends, and now shout out to Andrew, shout out to Donnell, shout out to all of these guys. Donnell's hilarious. 
I'll, I'll be honest with you. When we have these com- when we have these conversations about the funniest comedians, I feel like sometimes Donnell's name is not brought up. Donnell's funny. Donnell is fucking his Donnell saved my Donnell when I'm not there on Mondays, Donnell would host for me and I'm comfortable sleeping. Yeah. Sometimes people be hosting for me and I don't know what's gonna happen with the room. Right. Donnell's probably one of Donnell's in my top ten. He's he's fantastic. Donnell, yeah, yeah, he's my yeah, Donnell's top four to me. I'm gonna get your top ten later or your top five. Only because he really still don't give a fuck and that's hard to Doesn't find. Doesn't give out. a shit. He does but I'm about to ask you this. So this this leads into my question. With comedians at this particular point, I'm hearing from these brothers um, and these sisters that I know that it's getting harder to do comedy because of the culture. Yeah. It, because Not things, the culture. Everybody's talking about movements. Right. So do you feel that? Do you feel like in some I, way people's movements is like hurting comedy? Like we can't, I think com- I it's comedy in danger. Want, I think if I just want to do comedy, if someone just wants to do comedy where Donnell does, I don't know if his focus is on just doing him, just doing his own lane. Yeah. No, Michael Blackson. No, I don't think it affects them at all because that's not. I don't think that Michael Blackson. And it's gonna sound weird. Michael Blackson got all boys too. Mm-hmm. His kind of comedy ain't gonna affect the. I, he can't talk about you know. What I'm saying my yeah. comedy when I talk the bitches hoes. When I do that, yeah. I rarely say hoes. By the way, right. I say bitch a lot because when I'm saying in the conversation, I'm like, so I tell a bitch like that. Bitch. Yeah, yeah. But me saying. Or directing towards somebody who's acting in that manner. Yeah. But if you watch it, it's a way that I do it. But it's been trained. My sisters, everybody trained me how to. This ain't no. This ain't. And just you think me that there is a difference between referring to somebody as a bitch or saying the word bitch and using bitch as an insult as a put down to always. a woman? You think that there's a difference? Always. Do you think that women feel that there's a difference? Hell yeah, because they say it. They do it. Interesting. They do it all the time. Do you feel like it's my bitch right here? We going my bitch. Oh, look, stupid ass bitch over there. Like it, it happens all the time. But do you think that that's kind of like the N word thing to like where? We call each other the N word, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that white people can say it. Of course they can. It's a, it's certain white people can say the N word. I say, of course they can. Oh, <laughs> it's, a, it's 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 certain. You feel like the N word like, is like Latin. It's like the Latin people who call it. Like they probably can say certain things. It's just like um, if, if a gay guy wants to call another guy the F word now, right. that word was impacted. It, it was it was all in movies. All was all in movies, yeah, by yeah. the way. Which is weird because if you separate the art. Why, why, why is the art not separated in every instance? Why is the art just separated when I'm up there voicing myself as a comic? Mm. But if we go back and look at a lot of the, the favorite rappers who I loved, yeah. they said them words all the time. Yeah. All the time. Or movies. So in a movie, a white person could say it because it was written on paper. Like a Quentin Tarantino situation. And you, you could say it, right? Yeah. But me, I write my jokes on paper. So if I wanted to say something, wow. I can't. Which I just lied. I don't really write, but right, right, right. somebody who does, somebody right. who does sit and write because I, something's wrong with me. But mm-hmm. if someone did sit down and they write down a list of jokes, or you write down for somebody, or I'm sitting with somebody and they're writing my jokes, mm-hmm. and we're going back and forth over what my jokes are, it's it's still written. So why am I going to stage perform my art? But what if I go on stage and perform my art in a different look? I got like what Whoopi Goldberg. That's what I'm gonna ask like, you because what I'm saying is what people would say is if I'm reading the N word or the F word or wherever out. Uh, on a piece of paper as a character is not me saying it. When you're on stage, you're D-Ray Davis. Right. So what but watch it now, now let's let's see because this is this is real deep what we're doing. Cause there's not unless somebody make up a book of real rules, which we should probably there's sit down. There's no rules. No, but we could sit down and write this book, me and you. <laughs> 
you're joking, but we should we should do it like and it like like what they do with math. If if what they took like x divided by y, if not y, so we should yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny actually. No, not funny. We just said we're doing it, so now we've just we've just <laughs> said we're doing it. So right. we just wrote that sure. right now. No, mm -hmm. the guilt. No one could do it after we just did it right now. <laughs> He's actually doing business on the podcast. I'm saying no one can because we already said it. So if someone does it after us, then we would be able to sue them because they just took try to do our rights. But we can't do that. That works. So now getting into it in the depths of our book. Okay. If you if you as a black person who sit here and read something someone said and they said the N word or any word, you right. read it. If a white person had a podcast and someone said the N word and they're reading off paper, then he said this nigger. Uh huh. You still gonna get mad at that white person for reading? Sure. But all they're doing is reading the transcript. That's happened to me. But I'm saying they're reading yeah. the transcript. So at what point does it, does it, you're not allowed to say it at all. Now, if you're saying not allowed to say it at all, uh -huh. what if I'm in court and the judge says, right. you have to repeat exactly what they said. Right. I get it. I mean, I get it. I think that this is my thing. And that's why I ask. We talked about the sensitivity part. We're going real deep with it right nah, now. Bottom nah. line is. That's what we, we get deep on the red pill. I think this is my, I think my, my question is. Do y'all, when you're, when you're sitting down thinking about comedy, do you think about who you're going to offend? Now. I'm just I asking. Think, I think of the, you know, and Don, if speaking you, of Donnell, he has the too soon, Donnell too soon. He, and I think that's brilliant. He'll do it. I'll say that some things are too soon. I'll say that I don't want to, uh, I'll say it depends on who, it's really crazy because like who you're around and they know what your intentions are. I think when you're around yeah. somebody, when you're around somebody and they know your intentions, it's not taken the same way. And this is a very small thing. Uh, let's say an uh, old woman walks past. She's someone's grandmother. We don't know who she is, but she got a big booty. She's someone's grandma. Yeah. No, we know she's my grandma. We won't give a fuck who grandma is. We're right. Like, Damn, nigga, look at the ass on that. And her grandson like, hey, man, what the fuck you looking at? Right. And you like, um, nothing. We were just. Yeah. And your boy think it's funny. Right. You think it's funny, but that dude don't think it's funny. Because he's connected to her. Bro, I had a panic attack one time. And I was in the hospital because of the panic attack. They brought me to the to the emergency room, and I'm down there in the panic attack. And there's a girl in the bed next to me, and she this was her like fourth or fifth time in the hospital because she had had some sort of operation, and the shit kept going bad. Mm. So whatever staples or stitches or whatever she had, and it was rejecting. It was it wasn't working right. Yeah, and. And she was in there, and I'm all fucked up, thinking that like um, I'm like I'm like yo man, my heart rate's all over the place, and blah blah blah, my mental state's all fucked up. And then like her parents and her friends get there. I can hear her because it's like a, just a curtain. I can hear mm -hmm. her, and the next thing, her parents and her friends get there, and her dad goes, "You mean to tell me you ain't dead yet?" And it, like, it, like he's like, and then Did and you, then she, you can hear her laughing yeah. and crying at the same time. And her mother's like, yeah, you, you're, you're fucking tough, like a tank. Right. And like, they all laughing and having a, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, man, like they, like, what the e fuck? Even better doing? than that. Right. You better not have laughed. Mm. You better not have laughed at that. Yeah. You, if you, ha! Something funny. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck you laughing at? You don't know her. You know her? It's true. You know her this funny, you brother? This mm. funny? It's like, y'all just laughed at it. Right. Bruh. It's, that's what we're talking about as far as like the, the, the whole like how soon is something to how when when is it all right when is the jokes because people got jokes from way back from old old tragedies that happen that we talk about it now and it's 50 years later and people still sometimes I do a joke about one of my brothers took his life and I talked about wow and I talk about people taking their lives like literally on stage I'm like you gonna go I'm like motherfucker the fuck you what why are you so sad that you gonna, and I'm 
at, in Peoria, Illinois. I do the show once a year. It's like my fourth year doing it. And I said, why are you so sad? You in the mirror. I said, ugly people. I said, only ugly people kill themselves. Like one of my jokes. I'm like, yeah. handsome people get in the mirror. They're like, nah, this gun don't match this outfit. Like, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's so bad. These four people got up. These four people got up. And That's they, so bad. Oh. <laughs> 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 These four people go, oh my God. Oh, I say stuff like, I'm like, you th- if you want to kill yourself, you're going to kill yourself, masturbate first and see if you still want to kill yourself after that. You don't want to do anything after nothing, that. Nothing after that. Yeah. So, anyway, the, 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 whichever one of those jokes, these people mm-hmm. got up and walked down. She wrote me this long ass message saying, I was having a good time. I got disgusted by D Ray. My son was severely depressed. He took his life. I thought I was going to the comedy show to feel better about it. And I'm like, first, I want to write shit. I rarely reply to that kind of shit. I wrote her back a DM. She had posted that, and I wrote her back a DM. I said, hey, by the way, this is how I cope. My brother took his life, but this is how I cope, regardless of what's going on. I said, I apologize. I'm sorry that he was going through so much pain, but I always think there's another way out. I say it on stage all the time now. Colleges, I say it on stage because we're the most stressed. I'm like, and I'm joking about it because what, what are the way to get to it without sounding like a motivational speaker than to literally joke about it, to make you laugh about it a little bit first? All right. Everything that happens painful in your life by somebody trying to fix you, you get someone tries to make you laugh first right. all the time. Yeah. The doctor, it ain't got to be that. The doctor trying to make babies laugh yeah. before you stick with a needle. Anything you, the, everything is, a, I'm not saying like as a joke, but a, uh, in reference to a joke, there's a parallel to a joke and people trying to make smooth things while you're getting, while something that. You're, trying to bring you out of the Your doldrums. grandma give you the, I don't know if you ever had castor oil. Yes. And what they give you right after that? A piece of candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the joke is the candy before the castor oil. You know what right. I mean? It's like, let me talk to y'all about like death. Like motherfuckers is dying. Don't you, don't nobody here better kill yourself. Y'all all look real good to me. Turn the lights up in here. Right. Oh, y'all look good. Oh, maybe not you. And you talking to a real confident Per, you know, you can read the room. It's the, it's the quarterback. That nigga right. like fuck out of here. When she read, here. when she said that to you, did you feel bad in any way? You 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 feel bad, but how do you tell somebody that no matter what you're telling me, my thought process on death is going to be different than yours? Mm. And how do same. I tell you not to grieve either? I can't. Whatever. I lost. A, I lost a fan. No matter what, mm-hmm. I still lost a fan. I'm sure in that. Regardless, of how, I mean, mm-hmm. me and her. If I sit down with her and we eat. And I can make her laugh. Right. I'll, I could say this is what I was trying to do, bro. Let me tell you something, man. I'm gonna be real with you, bro. Um, you're an insightful dude, man. You're, like, you, man. like you're you're an insightful dude. Like, there's a lot of stuff happening right now. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to be made fun of, and I, I am concerned with something. I'll leave. Uh, I'll get your thoughts on this in closing. Yeah. I'm concerned that because the stakes are so high. And when I say the stakes, I mean when we talk about President Trump, mm-hmm. when we talk about things that are going on in the world, just even it seems like the fate of the world is in the balance with every single problem, right? With what, who's in the White House, climate change. We have uh, my, <laughs> in uh, a different order, but yeah, climate change first, right? Then the White House, change, then the White House, because the way it's been feeling lately, man, it's, it's getting it's getting weird. And then we have so many people that are looking forward to and trying to access their rights. Black people are speaking up. Women are speaking speaking up. LGBT people are speaking up. Everyone is speaking up. And everything is so serious that it seems like gradually, and I'm a victim of this too. I get mad too. I get upset too. Mm-hmm. It seems like we're losing our ability to laugh. We're not laughing as much anymore. We're not having as much fun anymore. It seems like, and I'm a, as big a victim as this as anyone else, as soon as somebody else sees someone having fun, they go, uh-oh, can't have fun with that. Like, how do we reel that back? 
I don't think we passed that. I think mm. I think comedy is so comedy is so the incredible Hulk that it could at any moment the gamma ray could hit and it could just be like Yeah. I don't think it's I I, I think somebody's gotta stay. We have to, comedy's never our foot is never not on the gas. I can't think of a time where so I mean you, you you can fuck around and slow down, but I don't think it's ever not on the gas. I don't think it's ever like where I'm gonna just let some shit go, you know. Unless they put some rules on it, like you can't say this, can't say that. I get it. Like some people get offended, some people don't. But the offended people are the same people who used to go tell the principal in school. Mm, they used to go tell me we always laugh at them all the time. The motherfucker going to tell and shit. Yeah. And if you remember, all you people that are really getting offended, if you re- can recall that the funniest person in the room most of the time was going through the most stuff. The person who was most uh, loud in the room didn't really want it, was the most shy motherfucker. Mm. And we forgetting that. So when you standing up for somebody, you might be standing up for the wrong person. Mm. Instead of figuring out what's wrong with somebody or why somebody said something before you dog them, then you become the, you, you become the bully. Yeah, got a lot of shit we got to fix. Where can they find you, bro? Like, what's, tell, tell, us what, tell, tell, tell us where you're going to be, what you're going to be on, yeah, what you're well, going to be doing. I'm getting locked up for a few years for some things. Are you now? <laughs> After all the shit I was talking, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. You could donate some money to the D-Rate. <laughs> <laughs> Man, always on social media, I always say I'm going to be at D-Ray Davis, D-E-R-A-Y-D-A-V-I-S. So um, also about this podcast, anything that I said that I um, I talk real fast sometimes, I talk real... Uh, Sometimes I don't know exactly where my thoughts are going from John to everything. So anything you want to say to me, I'm very, very um, cool with going back and forth with you until I can. <laughs> no, until I could get that my. Was, that, was D, that was D-Ray saying he'll roast your ass if you. No, no, no. <laughs> my, way of saying, my way of saying is if I was not understood, I'm willing to get to a point where you do understand me because I don't speak all languages, but I do want to be understood. You're willing to do the work. I'm willing to do the work. And talk talk people, to me. I want to I wanna hear it. A lot of people aren't. And that's how I'm going to stay work. being better. Did I mention I listen as being one of those things I'm good at? Oh, my G. That's not. And the best thing about D-Ray Davis. That's the best super thing, important. The best thing about D-Ray Davis, I'll tell you this, man, is my modesty. Jesus fucking Christ. Hey, like, 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 hey, we out of here. Hey, y'all give it up for D-Ray, man. Thank you, thank you. Give it, give it up for Crowd, D-Ray. all the people on the top up there. What's yeah, up? Everybody up in the, in the balcony whole the situation. Ex-bitch I'm sorry, ex young lady. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make, yeah, it's really me. I made it. And hey, okay. we got to get on this book. All right, man, we out.